Hey everyone, before listening, if you really want some context on the person I'm about to speak to, head to Instagram and search Richard Amica. Okay, this guy is incredible. The reason I wanted to reach out and talk with him is due to his playfulness, the amount of varied drills he can uh, execute with high precision and fun. Like after watching Richard's channel, you just want to go out and do some funky, strange things that uh, you'll find out does help him push the limits of his skiing. So I wanted to share this because I think a lot of people can get stuck on maybe being too internal and, and not really experimenting enough with their skiing. So this should, I really hope, bring some inspiration to go out there and test and try some things to the extreme. Let's get into the interview and uh, just a word on Big Picture Skiing. So Big Picture Skiing, my company, is the reason I can now do a lot more of these free interviews, these free webinars and uh, more global skiing podcasts. So if you haven't checked it out, please head over to bigpictureskiing.com and maybe just subscribe for a month or even just check it out, do a free trial. Uh, I put all my really, really good stuff there along with my uh, business partner, Sam, ex-world championship ski racer. So if you really want some insight, some great ideas, drills, theory, and another perspective on skiing, head to bigpictureskiing.com. All right, let's get stuck into it. Here's the interview with Swiss demo team member, Richard Amica. Richard, pleasure to meet you. Now, I got in touch with you because I found your Instagram channel. And the first thing that struck me was your playfulness and skillfulness within that playing on skis. And so you seem to be uh, like right into experimenting, pushing the limits, um, playing with like all the extreme differences in, in skiing. Can I ask where, where this came from? Like, was it a, an idea with a friend or is it just you? Are you quite a playful person? Um, yeah. So I started with, um, with skiing when I was two years old. So quite a long time ago, then I started with the Alpine ski, ski racing for more than 15 years. And then um, I moved to free riding and uh, I spent uh, quite a lot of time on the Fred World Qualifier and the Fred World Tour. And um, I think it came from, from there because skiing for me is a, for sure is a, is a patient and, um, and um, I, I love skiing and I love all that kind of ski, not only alpine racing or, or free riding or but everything in skiing, uh, all, all the aspects is, is, is for me really important. And I try to, to train a lot on all the skills to, to get my skis uh, the most playful uh, as much as possible. So this is uh, really important to me. And of course, I'm doing some stuff in, on Instagram it's like specific turns or specific, specific tricks, but yeah, why not trying something different than the others? And, uh, and it makes me uh, happy. Um, it's fun. It's always cool to push the limits. And, uh, and this is the aspect of skiing that I, I love. And, uh, 
and uh, it works so so it's also cool can i ask say with some of the the like what people would maybe see as sort of strange exercises like you know the knees going out like a butterfly and coming in and the wobbly knees as fast as you can like a yeah. hundred times going one way and then in and out in and out the other way since sort of like playing with that stuff did you actually like teach yourself or learn some new things that you were like oh when I like I just felt something new or you understood something better because of playing like this you know with with, um, with friends or with a co-worker in skiing with other ski teacher uh, we always try new things new new tricks and uh, and uh, of course I need to train a little bit before to do it but um, it's not okay today uh, I'm gonna learn one new tricks no I think with the several years I, I trained a lot of things and then it came in my mind and okay why not doing some video about those those tricks and um, and this is the, um, the idea of, of the beginning uh, yeah trying to, to do new stuff and uh, and um, to me it show what we can do in skiing. Of course you can do left right turns you can do blue, red uh, red uh, how do you say gates but um but you can do also a lot more exercises or tricks or fun parts in skiing and and those exercises with the with the knees of course it could be dangerous because it's like yeah quite uh, quite uh, ugly to to see uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing it but uh but uh in the same times if you if you can reach those those level then it, it will help you to improve also your ski technique and that's i think really important in skiing if you want to to improve yourself you need to discover new things yeah great so did you because you you said you grew up and you you raced fists for for quite a while so uh euro, europe euro cup europa cup no no only fees okay yeah great now did you have any good coaches you can remember that you really sort of like liked a lot and that helped in this way like did you did you get trained a lot doing drills and exercises or was the training a lot of do gates um do weights exercises um do like what was what was your training like from your coach did you have any good coaches um so i would say um i had one one uh, one really good coaches and the only one and it was my my father uh -huh. so yeah yeah my father is uh is um is also a ski teacher he was a ski coach and uh, of course, he helped me a lot on, on my technical skills. And uh, he's really he's inspired me. So, so um, if I have the level I've got to today in skiing, it's because uh, it's of, uh, of him. And um, 
then of course when you're doing alpine skiing at a certain level you don't have time to do other things than only gates 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 to to get the the um, automatism um to to yes. get better in in alpine racing so but i remember always when when i got some some free times a lot of my friends in alpine ski racing just went home or just quite the day and i just say yeah but skiing is our life come on guys uh, let's go skiing let's go powder skiing let's go do some snow park uh, some free skiing and and that's i think the reason why i'm also um, at that level today and also yeah i'm i'm really yeah skiing is is my life i i, I would say it's quite simple <laughs> excellent so then i mean see when i watch your skiing like it's at a it's an extremely high skillful level and so people might look at it and go um richard must like never feel like anything is difficult do you know what i mean like but, but can you explain is there an area or a part of skiing that over time you have found like you've had to work on harder or you think is a a particular skill that is tricky to to work on yeah yeah of course um of course on instagram I show I show only the the, the good things. I show <laughs> only the good uh, the good tricks, the good uh, the good turns. But of course, uh, beside the Instagram video, it's not always uh, that easy. So sometimes I'm doing some uh, some uh, how do you say crash or crash video yep. or fail video, and um, and no, of course, but. You know, every every day I'm going on the skis, I have some some goals to reach. And for me, it's a kind of a motivation to go on skiing and uh, try to reach new goals. And uh, with this way, I think I can improve myself every day I'm going on skis. And that's the way I see I see a skiing. Of course, so I'm this season, are you, yeah. have you got a goal this season? So you're about to come into your winter soon. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want? Is there something in your skiing you want to change? You want to make better? So um, this season, um, of course, um, I can improve some some details in my in my skiing, like my arms. It's something I need to to work on because I have always the tell arms, us about this. I, I have always the arms up high and and uh, and I'm working since quite a long long years now. To to but do to you think can I ask a little bit more? This is compact. good. This is good. So I'm interested. Like so, you see this as something that's not not good. You and is it because you don't like the look? Or do you think it is affecting something? I don't think it's affecting a lot of on my skiing. Maybe a little bit too. Um, I lean a little bit too much in the turn, because 
I'm doing this and then my shoulders come in the turn and that's Richard, Richard just long. lifted his outside elbow because people won't be able yeah. to watch, but he's, he's just showing his outside elbow. And, and maybe as you're listening to this, bring up uh, search on Instagram, Richard A. How do you pronounce your last name? Amaka. Amaka, which is A-M-A-C-K-E-R. So you get an idea of what he's talking about. But anyway, back to you. So that, that elbow sometimes comes up which yeah, exactly. is you're saying is sometimes a sign when it's really high that you've tipped in too much. Yeah. So maybe for me, it's not affecting too much, but when the, the people are seeing this and if they are doing the same, maybe it will affect the skis and that's maybe not the, the best way. And the, the other side, um, of course, it's maybe a little bit like, uh, truck driver is is doing some some skiing so so maybe for the look it's it's look better if i have the elbow a little bit lower but can i, um, um, can I jump in here because this is yeah. one thing that i i think i like about your skiing and um i do some online coaching with people like privately in groups and i posted a video in there of you skiing compared to someone else how you always keep your your elbows flexed, like your your arm is bent, mm-hmm. and and from a, I guess kinesiology sort of biomechanics point of view, I think that's clever because you're keeping things in much closer to your body, whereas a lot of people are stretching out their arms too much, and um, like for example in the pole plant, when you watch your pole plant, your arm actually comes, your hand comes closer to your body nearly everyone else, their hand moves further away from their body mm-hmm. when they pole plant. And, and um, like I observe these things and, and look at you and the, the capability, like your skill level of free ride racing, all sorts of different things and go, hmm, maybe his arms, that's, that's what is, a, is really great about his skiing. Mm-hmm. One thing that helps is, is, this, is this position. So I'm just interested that you see it and go, maybe I'll, I'll change it. And, uh, and I think we always look at our own skiing and go, Oh, I don't like that. And you look at someone else and you go, Oh, I like that. I want to be more like them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and of course, then it's uh, it's proper at every skier. Of course, we have some, um, some technique drills that, uh, we need to have to, 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 to the ski functions. So we need to, to have some skills technique for the ski uh, that functions. And the other side, you have also your proper style. And that's also important to keep that proper style. Because, um, okay, now with this, with this Hambro hub, uh, you know, okay, this is Richard Macker. And maybe, uh, <laughs> Maybe when we saw somebody else, okay, this is this guy. I know, I remember, I saw already him. So this is also a signature. So if I will change it, maybe I will change this signature. But in the same times, um, yeah, we need to keep our style for sure. Yes. So is there someone whose arms, like in in the ski world, you particularly like and you... sort of you know if you were to be changing yours like you go oh wow i really like the way they hold their arms um yeah 
someone you you look up to or like their style? Um, difficult to say. Um, I'm 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 looking a lot of videos, and um, of course I'm I take some some things from from each, and uh, and uh, it's always interesting how also the um, the different country or the 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 te ski technique are totally or some difference in the in the skiing and um yeah i think it's uh, really interesting and uh, i have the chance to to work with the with the german um ski team ski teacher and they they had a total other technique and uh it's it's kind of uh it's kind of uh, interesting and then when you see the italian guys ski teacher they are really like bam really um robocop Could yes sort of like, yes yeah rigid yeah. Right? yeah yeah and they all the all italian ski teacher are skiing with the same style and that's i found interesting for me because uh i am also in the swiss Nordemo team and we have all a little bit different style but in the italian they have all the same style like also a little bit the the basic style uh they are also really uh stable with the upper body stable with the hand and they just move the just move the, the, legs. the, the legs exactly and um i think um it's really um beautiful when you see all the teams together but then maybe if you reach that that level then you don't have any more um how do you say flexibility to have your own style and how to you know how to to manage home style or style association yeah exactly yeah yeah i found that that interesting too i've been to two interskis and it, you can really see a country like where someone is trained and how they look there's a certain style um for sure so at the the last interski was like when you came back from bulgaria was mm -hmm. there like did you draw some inspiration from anyone in particular or a team there uh, i wasn't um in the swiss Nordemo team already uh, i just are uh, you just are now the, yeah i'm now yeah. okay I just okay. started um, two years ago, just after Pamporovo, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward for for Levy next uh, next interski. Ah, okay, 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 cool. And how is so? Then, if we switch gears and talk about that, how how is the process to get selected for the Swiss team? Are there like three different sort of times you have to try out and? each time they take away people or and do you have to write a, a paper um not really we we are a pool of experts in switzerland and um this pool is doing all the formation all the trainings for the future ski teacher and we are about 30 to 40 people and then every five years now so um, we have a selection 
and uh, it's one day selection and um we are doing some crazy cra crazy stuff in this selection it's really hard but really really cool and really uh yeah fun yeah the fun we just ski all together and try to push our limits and uh, and then you you saw the people are just uh uh so stressful and then they they, they just uh they just miss the selection and and yeah that that was really interesting i i did already two two selection and and that was always fun with the the stress when it was a little bit at the at the start of uh, alpine ski racing uh, competition is like nobody to ever, yeah nobody else speaking and uh, they're all stressed but yeah, <laughs> take it easy it's it's king <laughs> yeah i always found that impressive um that like at interski the swiss team have a very like their ability to do lots of things like hit the jumps and do tricks and then ski very high end uh, short turns carving um, yeah very impressive so that's that's a that's really a Swiss standout thing I think um, and even your comment around the around the arms like I remember being a bit confused perhaps even like uh, 10 years ago and going my association doesn't talk about this when I hear about people like stable upper body and don't move your arms and and this sort of thing but you know, now it's a very different uh, like perspective or viewpoint I have on on the arms, and so I really have come to appreciate that and and started to incorporate that that a little bit into into my skiing. I can see my skiing has gone from a bit robotic to more uh, fluid and and free over the years. And I'm is one of the things I'm really looking to change as well next time I ski is, is arms and, um, and playing with, with using them more. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Let's now you go ahead. You know, um, one guy is, is blowing my mind and it's Candy Tovex. You know, Candy Tovex? Yeah, sure do. It, this guy is, is, um, his key technique is totally different than uh, everybody else, but is doing some crazy things in skiing, like when he was on the Freehold World Tour. Just yeah, just he was the best, and and in all the videos and all the stuff, he's moving so much his his upper body and and it works. Yeah. So why staying in a robotic um, uh, position? No, come on, let's yeah keep uh, keep yourself uh, cool and uh, and uh, try to have a travel try to have a, a cool posture. I would say. Yeah. Do you think there's does anyone come to mind on the World Cup circuit that you think is a bit more? Uh, free versus robotic um 
Yeah, the, the maybe in the, in the Alpine ski racing, the models is a little more robotic, but of course, then you have a different style, and you can you can see with uh, Marco Odermatt, the the Swiss guy, uh, is is really coming up, and then lower, and is coming with a, a new type of skiing as uh, we saw last last years with uh, with uh, with Marcel Ischer. it was always lower and and keep uh, yeah keep the center gravity really really near the snow and then we have Marco Dermat is going up high like <laughs> like in the 90s and and that's awesome because the two types of uh, ski technique work so that's cool yeah yeah yeah, definitely. So you run some, uh, you you teach uh, Swiss instructors how to be instructors, and you also run camps for people interested um, in just general skiing. Yeah, I've I've got my um, academy, so I'm working for for Swiss no sport, so for the formation of the ski teacher. I'm working also for uh, the Swiss ski school here in Nanda in in Valleys. And um, I have an academy also where I had some, some group in there um, with Alpine ski racing or, or free riders. Uh, They're doing uh, some junior competitions. But with, uh, with my planning, it was really hard to, yeah, to set up all that camps and I decided to, to stop it. And now I'm more focused on the on the co- private coaching, and um, I'm also doing some clinics um, about a specific tema, about moguls, about uh, short turns or carving turns, or or how to use a new technology in skiing, or or mm-hmm. um, so yeah, more like this um then hey so so for example like in one of those clinics uh say we take short turns what do you what do you find there's lots of problems but is there one or maybe two main things you're like oh these people really are not very good at this and and so you and and then do you have some really good ways or exercises you like to choose to help these people with this, this one or two main problems you always see. So um, yeah, I see one one main problem in in short turns, in parallel uh, turns, carving or slide turns. Um, it's the timing with the turns. Um, I mean, you have the. In Switzerland, we talk about uh, three phases. So we have the initiation, phase one, phase two. And a lot of people doing the initiation phase and then want to use the ski as soon as possible. So they are, they are uh, in phase two already. And, um, and when, So they skip phase one. They skip phase one. And... That's the, the, the biggest problem I saw in skiing right now uh, in Switzerland, that they skip the, the, the phase one. And when you skip the phase one, then the ski can't, can't uh, function as a good ski. 
So you lost your outside ski or the outside ski just, uh, how do you say? Chatter. Tap or chatter, yeah. Yeah. Or you uh, you just give up the, the turns and then you're taking a lot of speed. So you can't control your speed. If you're serious about stepping up your skiing skills, listen up. I've been working closely with the Carve team for over four years and they've just unveiled a groundbreaking feature, Active Coaching Mode. And here's the lowdown. Launch it at the top of your run and go through a quick calibration with 10 turns and it sets a baseline just below your current skill level. From there, every turn is a challenge, adapting on the fly to your skill, terrain and conditions. No fluff, just a gamified experience pushing you to ski better every turn. It does this by using a super thin insole lined with small pressure sensors and motion detectors. It's like having a personal coach analyzing your every move. And here's the sweet part. If you hit a hot streak with excellent form and you're in for double or triple points, it's addictive, rewarding. Like I said, it's a very gamified experience and it transforms every run into a step towards better skiing. If you're intrigued, and you should be, check out Carve and dive into active coaching mode. Just Google Get Carve to find out more and as a bonus, enter code GELLY15 to take 15% off. It's amazing. I've heard from the Carve team that now nearly over a third of the users are using active coaching mode when they go out and ski with it. So why not give it a try yourself? So my, my drills, my exercise for this is to feel this phase one as much as possible. So at first I'm, done, I'm doing some exercise with, with leaning like really straight and just try to lean First of all, into the side. So no yeah. angulation, no angulation, nothing yep. during all the turns. And then I'm saying, okay, now you're leaning till the fall line. So in the fall line, going a little bit straight away and from the fall line, just make the angle of the angulation. And yes. that's how to, 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 to feel the, the, the fall line, uh, the people, somehow cannot feel this and I'm trying so, to do it. Do you know, this is, this is something I find like so interesting is like, is this, is the, is the feelings in skiing. So you, you and I perhaps like, you know, we have these feelings and that is what makes us get up early, put the ski boots on, even though they're tight and, you know, go out in bad conditions, but because the feelings we get feel so good. But what is so hard sometimes is to get how to teach the feeling or how to teach mm. the exercise that gives the feeling, isn't it? So if, if I try and get you now, think about this phase one. Can you try and describe the feeling in like as best possible way as though I'd never skied, but maybe I've done other sports. How would you describe it? What is this About feeling, the feeling like? in the phase one? Correct. Um, yeah. Like, is it heavy? Is it light? Is it uh, fast? Does it feel like you are almost like time has slowed down? Like, yeah, the, the, of... the phase one, uh, we always say, so we try to, to reduce the resistance of the snow. We try to research the resistance of the snow. 
or we try to use the resistance of the snow. So in the phase one, you try to research the resistance of the snow. So you're quite light, you're not that heavy. You are in the preparation for the phase two where all the forces coming and you need to, to fight against them. So in the phase one, you're just preparing the, the war. So, so, okay. So for example, say it's you, you walked down to the, to the river right now, you take your clothes off and you put your foot in first. You feel it, you check it like this idea. This is your, exactly. you're saying exactly. research, feel it out. Is it very slippery? Where do I need to adjust my, my, my exactly. angle? Yes. People yeah. miss that, don't they? So there's, yeah. there's, so, so do you get a sense, like, if you like close your eyes now and think about it, do you almost feel like that time does slow down a bit there? Like you feel, and then it's actually very fast for the rest of it. Yeah, we, we, we are saying with the phase one is the, the courage. How do you say? Courage. Courage, yeah, courage yes. yes. Courage phases because you are taking speed. Or you can also, we, we are also saying this is passive phase because it's, yeah, you are a little bit on levi, levity, levity, levitation, levitation, levitation. Exactly. yes. And, yeah. and, uh, and that's interesting in the phase one um, to, to adapt, to research this, this, uh, this snow, to feel how the snow is also, you know, in every turns, the snow can be different. Yeah. Soft, hard, icy. So this phase one is where you feel the snow. And then you can without pushing on it too much. You have to you have to you feel it pushing, softly. You feel the snow exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah. feel the snow, and then on the phase two, okay. Now I know how is the snow. I know which is the movement I need to get for uh, control my speed in the in the turns. So then, so then the feeling in phase two. So if we if we take away like. Because I think feelings are good because uh, they make a lot of complex things and words very simple. So this idea of like feel feel the snow and be light. Phase mm -hmm. two, are there some are there some feelings like like uh, you know get strong or, or or is there still a little bit of research? Feel the snow, and it's coming in, coming as across to phase you know, just into phase three or like, what do you feel if you try to describe phase two? In the phase two, I would say, um, now we, we, we have the, the, the feeling of the snow and now it's not about, okay, I need to, to have all my, my power in the, in the phase two. Now, if you are right with the movement, you just have to do like, uh, angulation so get lower with your center gravity make yeah. the angle for the angulation and when it, when it's hard snow you're going lower and lower when it's soft or spring snow you can adapt a little bit your movement so you cannot do a big movement but just a few movements to 
to to get in the spring snow i say always okay keep your your weight maybe not half half but like um, 60 40 40 yeah 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 and in the hard snow of course you have more pressure on the outside ski like 80 yeah 20, maybe. so you know thinking it's been a little while uh, since the last time i skied because i've been in lockdown but i'm just sort of closing my eyes and thinking of like a say a nice medium turn and and a word that comes to mind is is like drop i really feel that's where i i sort of start like you're saying with the angulation i feel my center of mass drop i don't feel it move inside the turn more would you agree it's like a kind of like get down because there's actually about to be even a bit more pressure coming up just at the at like say the the last part of phase two because phase two is kind of like the middle part but it's the end of that middle part where it really pushes you pushes yeah. into you yeah i, I always got um, a good images about uh, angulation as sitting on a chair so if you have if you are standing on the on the skis and you say okay imagine that you have a chair behind you but not behind on the on the bindings but behind a little bit on the side and you want to go there and just sit down and then automatically your center gravity get lower and you're making a angle so angulation and that's it yeah yeah that's quite simple with with those images to 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 make understand the the, the people uh, what's angulation yes yes so then phase three what about that point what are some feelings for you personally like you how you would describe to me if i again had never skied um so um, i you mean the the initiation part or uh like so now oh, we've yeah. done phase two and then phase three what do you feel phase for for us phase three is is the initiation phase so we we've got really um if i can describe it we have initiation then phase one till the fall line yeah and then phase two ah. and then we have again the the initiation phase okay sorry so okay that helps so phase one is the first half of the letter c phase two is just the second half and then yeah, exactly. in between the next c is is the initiation yeah exactly yes okay yeah so that's interesting so that for in a way even makes the the phase one people need to be patient for even longer than perhaps they yeah they think because don't you think that i think there's a lot of confusion with people around like early pressure looking for early pressure and stand on your outside ski D don't you think there's um, what's your thoughts on that so to me it's it's really important to to have the pressure as soon as possible on the new outside ski but who say um pressure is not using the skis kind of nice um yeah when when i'm i'm doing the initiation phase it's okay i'm i'm out of the of the out 
I'm out of the phase two in the turn. And then, okay, how to do the initiation phase? I'm transferring the weight on the new outside ski when I'm still on the edge of the turn before. Four. So I'm transferring yeah. the, the, the weight on the new outside ski. And then everything's coming from the new outside ski to start to reduce the pressure on the or to reduce the, the edge angle on the on the um, on the, the old turn. Yeah, exactly. And then everything's coming with this one. And then you have the weight already on the good skis. I mean, but this is the pressure. But then just with the feeling, trying to research the new the new outside ski and trying to research the resistance of the snow till the fall line and then from the fall line then you're going to use the ski then you're going to use the resistance with this center gravity going lower with the angulation and then you can turn and finish the turns so tell me if this maybe makes sense the, the, the early pressure you feel is nothing more than the same amount you would feel if you were standing right now almost and you just went from right foot and you stood on your left foot. Exactly. Whereas, whereas phase two, the pressure builds because of the turning forces. And, and so maybe a mistake is people go pressure from the weight of their body and they try and get turning forces too before they've researched and and felt the snow yeah exa exactly and and what the people are doing also really really often is in the initiation phase they are not transferring the weight on the new outside ski they just want to lean as soon as possible and when you lean as soon as possible you are leaning on your inside on your future inside skis and then you're wrong because you are on the on the wrong skis to go on that way and you need to research during the turn you outside ski and sometimes you cannot uh, found it so then now if we come back to like a richard the the playful richard and so what about like when you've done turns where you are trying to carve a lot but on your inside ski do you think there is value and that is helpful in any way for phase one to actually do the opposite, to try and feel not just outside, but feel almost everything, 80%, 90% inside? Interesting. <laughs> I, never, I never tried, but um, I mean, everything that you can do in skiing can help you for everything. That's, that's the, the most important things. As, as I mentioned already before, if you know uh, all the tricks I'm doing on Instagram stuff or something like this, of course, maybe it's not useful for doing a turns, but in, in the details, you can um, know a little bit more your skis, more your skills, more your body, more where you are in the in the um, in the atmosphere or i don't know but um everything you're doing will help you so now maybe if you are in the in the inside skis 
at the beginning of the turn and then in the phase one and then at the phase two you are going into the the, the your outside ski maybe it can helps you to to have a longer um uh, phase one i will try i will try i'll tell you why because i, I like i like doing that sort of thing uh and the reason why is because so say you we were coaching some people and they were doing the mistake of leaning in too much um and here's the thing because at the beginning of the podcast you were saying one problem is people don't practice like no angulation and and leaning in so say we tell them that nothing more they start doing it but then they do it on the inside ski mm. so now we have to then talk about the next thing which is outside ski inside ski i like for me i like playing with making them okay let's do all on the inside ski so more than the mistake they're doing so they really feel because when you do, like it's hard like you we would both go this is if we went down a black slope and tried to purely carve all the way around it, it would be very difficult i do, you know it would have to be so strong uh, I mean, it makes me think of the the, the one-legged uh, athletes, you know, slalom GS who only have one leg, how they can do it. It's yeah. it's it's amazing, right? Yeah. But um, but they've figured out how to how to do the same things, like maybe a a researching phase one, but with the inside ski, and then at least they would go, okay, that's the limit. You know, if if a hundred percent of my weight is there right now i can start working back to 100 percent uh the other way so um that was my that was why i asked that of you um if you had done that um because i imagine you also do one ski skiing with your um guests yeah too, your, your, of course your, yeah 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 it's, it's really important to 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 have to 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 ski on one skis um just on the, the First, for, for the stability of uh, upper body, because if you are not stable when you're doing uh, skiing on one skis, it's more, more difficult. So if you are stable with the upper body, it's going to be easier. And then for everything is, is a good exercise for skiing in one skis, for angulation, then for feeling the outside ski, then to, to find the balance in skiing if you're doing uh, only on one ski, so in inside ski is going to be difficult. Outside ski is going to be easier. But um, yeah, all all the exercises is really interesting and and, and yeah, for, for get better. Because you know, like uh, like I just like challenging the, these ideas. Like a good turn must start early on the new outside ski. Well, then what about again the olympians who are on one ski and they don't have they only have an ounce you know or a right foot or a left foot yet they can ski better than a lot of like so many people mm. so that rule is not a i guess i'm saying it's not a absolutely critical rule it definitely helps but you know do you know what i'm saying there yeah, like it's yeah. sort of yeah yeah so um just interesting okay so then if we look at uh free riding your uh your free riding is there is there a common problem you find when you get people coming on your camps to do uh free riding stuff 
Um, I think first is the knowledge. <laughs> so this is the, the most important things in, in free riding um, to know is the experience, um, the knowledge of the mountains is really important to, to if you want to, to go outside of, of the slope. And uh, if you know, um, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, then, um, of course, in terms of, uh, of techniques, um, my, my uh, young guns was not issue from alpine ski racing or moguls or they just started directly in, in, uh, in free riding. And then I had a lot to do uh, with them in, in terms of technique. And, uh, and that's really important uh, to have a good base of technique to, to do some free riding. It helps you for everything in uh, uh, on slope uh, off slope of of beast and also it's uh, security you know when when you're going um, in free ride the speed is your friend and if you want to go fast you need to have the technique and that's the most important and can save some some big problems yeah Cool. So, so it comes back to, again, like you, uh, you must have the, the, the basic skills. They're the same off piste. Um, so then sometimes you see people that have just jumped straight into it because they think it, it's cooler and they don't want to do carving and that sort of stuff. They, they can only get so far because their skiing skills are, are stopping them getting further. So then what about uh, line? Like that must be a really uh, fun thing once they get better to start getting creative and, and helping them see the terrain and how they can start using it. Yeah, the line is, um, it's quite tough. It's coming with uh, experience uh, for sure. Because uh, I remember the first time I, I tried to draw a line, I just... I was just lost in in the in the in the face because um, uh, in the freeride world tour in the freeride world qualifier we cannot go into the face to look how it looks. So we are. Staying, I remember that. <laughs> so I've done. I did telemark. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah exactly. you can't. It's very hard, isn't it? It's you have it's to look really, at it from above, and yeah, you're looking for for uh, opposite side or from above the, the, the face. And then you, you need to, yeah, to imagine where you're going, how big are the stuff, how big are the, the trees um, and how steep it is, is it? And that's coming with experience, of course. But then, um, you know, you have some different lines, so some technique, technical lines where it's quite steep with a lot of rocks or a lot of trees. Uh, then you have more like open wide line that uh, makes you, okay, you can go faster and you can go bigger. And then you have like more like smooth terrain for maybe all the freestyle stuff into the line. And then I think uh, what's really important is to know 
what is your kind of skiing? And I knew quite early my kind of skiing. It was the open wide, big uh, stuff to jump. And uh, I tried some technicals, but uh, I was I was really bad. Not as not as strong there. You're better at the yeah at that yeah exactly so, where, where you can go fast and 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 big jump. So you won. You've won. You came first, yes, in in one of the free wide world tour stops. Where where yes, was that? I, it was in uh, in Courmayeur uh, in 2012, so it's already a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and what um, was? Can you remember your line? Like, what did yeah. you? Yeah, I remember my line because um, it was um, it was a beautiful day. It was bluebird, um, but I picked up the last number, so I was a little bit angry. <laughs> So last number, it means that you're last at the top of the, the face. They are already... Uh, <laughs> Everyone else is scared. Scared. Um, uh, they, they, they already, um, how do you say, room? No. Pack, uh, pack like all the things, you know. Yep. And, yep. Um, I was on the top and I was saying, okay, you have two choices. Stay positive or staying negative and i was saying okay i saw the line from others i can saw nearly all my line from above so you need to stay positive and you have the line in your mind and let's do it so i started uh, with a little with a little drop then taking a lot of speed then another big drop and then one turn, two turns, and the last big drop, and then straight down. And I knew I had a good runs. I had a super feeling, and then I won. I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> that must have been one of the best feelings. Yeah, it was, it was uh, really a good feeling. Uh, I mean, you know, you worked so hard to to be part of the Fred World Tour, and then you are in, and then you are not in, but you won uh, before people that you used to to show to to see on, on TV or, TV. or to try to inspire it by, and and then you won, you beat them. So it was uh, it was quite uh, quite uh, quite cool for me. Well done, that's amazing. I think. Like if there's one important message in there, it is the the psychology, like your your head, your thinking. Like you you said, you had two choices because you're probably angry first because you're last. Everyone's skied, you're waiting. People are packing up already. They're already like, oh, it's done. And but you but you but you turned it into a positive and you tried to draw all the positive things out of it. And um, because a lot of people that listen to this podcast, you know, there are times when they're faced with high pressure situations, exams for instructing and that sort of thing. And uh, it's very easy to get caught up thinking of the negative. Oh, the snow is not very good today. I don't like it. Oh, I'm the last one down again. But look what can happen. Maybe if they remember like Richard, new to the free ride world tour, up against all these famous people and he you know he wins yeah. this this can happen it's very inspiring of course yeah 
Yeah, try, trying to stay positive, uh, of course, it's not always the always easy to stay positive. Uh, but but if you are staying positive, if you're taking the 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 things in the positive way, uh, you have much more uh, chance to to get your goal. And and uh, I'm always function with goals. Uh, that's really important to me. It's Okay, fixing objective and then trying those objective in everything in my life is going in the same. When I'm going skiing, I have an objective. When I'm thinking about a project, okay, let's do this objective and reach this goal. And then it makes me really motivated to go into, to stay positive, to fight for, and then it works or not, but you try everything to, to, to reach your goal. And that's, that's the most important things. Yeah. I think that really comes across. I mean, I, even through your Instagram channel, just the sort of positive fun side of things. Uh, you can see that there. Hey, Richard. Um, I always ask people like good skiers about this and there's varied answers, but equipment and specifically ski boots, do you, are you the kind of person that you just like you, you, cause you ski with head, you put your foot in a head boot, it fits off you go. You never have to touch them or, are you know, okay, this has got a face like, no. So what do you have to do? And, and, and can you give any tips or anything to people? Cause I think, I think a lot of people already start off in the wrong place because they don't realize how much their boots can one like cause problems, pain, but two, also make skiing just harder. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, to me, the boots is, is really important and uh, I'm working quite a lot on the boots. Um, just already to not have any pain because when you have some pain on the ski boots, you know you're going to ski with them for 200, 200 days per year. So if you have some pain and then some some big patches, I don't know how to say in English, but but uh, it could be uh, really worse and that can stop your season. So so yeah. I'm really um, focused on not having pain on my on on my foot. So the the in summer I'm always going to to head in Kennelbach in Austria, and then they are doing. Um, yeah, they are fitting my boots. So I know where is the, the, the pressure point and then I push them or I just, uh, I do say grab. grab grind. Yeah. Grind, so, yes, yeah. And um, so then, like, because I'd imagine you're in like a 150 flex. Exactly. Boot, like I'm a, I'm 93. The, 93, yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the, on the ski racing boots. And um, I always ski with this in free ride, in um, on slope skis, on racing. And yeah, it's really cool. Now I try some other boots um, when I'm skiing. And what do you feel? When I'm, when I'm teaching or something like this. I think, I think it's, a, it's, it's a question about habit. 
you're used to a you're, you're used to a boot yeah. feeling a certain way and you know if you do this inside it this happens you can predict it is yeah. this do this this happens exactly. and a new boot you you don't have years and years of knowing how it behaves yeah exactly and but when when i was on the farewell world tour i tried one season or one summer when i was in um, in argentina and chile I tried uh, free ride boots, so a little bit softer, and um, but it was one under thirty. But I feel really bad during all summer. I was like, every uh, every landings, I just came forward and and just just fall over, and I just came back from uh, from uh, South South Hemisphere, and uh, I said, okay, no, I need to go back on the on the ski racing boots. But now, um, with with the experience and and I'm not competing anymore, I can have some some uh, open open minds a little bit wider, you know. And um, and I tried some some other boots, softer. And of course, you can maybe not doing the same as you you can do with the racing boots, but in the same times, you have also the the comfortable uh, aspect. And when you're a ski teacher or ski coach and you and you are skiing 200 days per, per year, it's important to have also the comfort zone. And um, and I'm trying to find the balance between with between those 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 two aspects. And do you uh, do you do much else other than the comfort part? Like does head they you must have a guy, an expert that does he do the the cuff and the sole? Does he do anything there, or are you just pretty neutral? Yeah, the, so in your alignment. The, the canting, um, I don't know exactly how we do this, yep. but he's seeing my my legs. I have a little bit um, my my uh, legs in bow. Yeah, exactly. yeah, bow leg. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have the, the bow leg, and uh, so they are doing something with the canting too. To compensate this this bow legs, uh, for the sole I have the flat foot, so I need to have an orthopedic um, uh, sole that I'm doing with uh, with a doctor and um, yeah then yeah just be comfortable in your boots and and try to to get to get uh, to get the good boots for you and for your level of skiing. I was pretty surprised when uh, I was on the Freer World Tour. We could we could see where the people come f- comes from. I mean, uh, I was on Alpine ski racing boots because of Alpine ski racing years before. Then you saw the freestyler. The freestylers is coming with the full tilt uh, 80, 80 flex. And then you have the moguls. It was uh, also uh, like a freestyle freestyle uh, bench. And then you have more the the mountain guide or or the free rider. And then they have some walking mode on the on the on the boots. And uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting that we we saw all kind of boots and then all kind of skis too. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Do, do you remember just question that came to mind with the boots you tried in Argentina, the, the softer ones, 
did you have them all properly fitted like the cuff and the canting that was all done too yeah yeah everything was yep. done yeah yep. just the feeling with it was, was so too bad. soft yeah too soft yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, colleague and i we interviewed a guy on the australian olympic mogul team mm-hmm. a few weeks ago and he was saying this season in australia he was trying a new boot uh, which was softer than his usual boot and um he hadn't really tried it yet anyway i i spoke to him the other week and i said how how is it and he goes he he likes it in the moguls better but he said he doesn't like it skiing down to the moguls as much and doing like more carving type turns um so it just speaks to like you know what you're going to be uh you know using your boot for and what you're trying to get out of it like you're always going to compromise a little bit um and so you know for him obviously the compromise is because his sport is moguls he he wanted that extra range of motion with the ankle flexing more easily and he said his absorption was much better but his edging was uh, not very good. Obviously, he's sort of the boot is collapsing a bit and under the pressure, and and uh, it's not going into the ski um, as well. So I thought that was that was interesting. Hey, Richard, what, what, is there anything? You go ahead. Yeah, what what was also interesting? Um, I had the chance uh, three weeks ago to to go with the Swiss ski team, so with the the slalom um, World Cup. Yeah, and it was really interesting. Interesting to 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 speak with the with the trainer with the with the athlete, and um, about the about the boots. We 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 think for a World Cup ski racer, uh, you need to have the stiffer boots in the world, uh, the tightest uh, you can Buckles. do buckles you can do but in um but now they are not trying to have the stiffest boost boots not trying to stiff as much as possible but they want to have a little bit more uh free movements or how do you say liberty of movements and that was really interesting because we always thinking about all this guy in the ski boots, they are so tight and they are so hard. But yeah, of course it's hard, but but not not as it could be in the in the past. Uh, they are yeah, trying okay. to have more liberty of movement. Uh, now. And this is this is quite new, like almost only this season and maybe last season they're trying this. Um, yeah, uh, we spoke about the. Um, the guys who who are in on, on Fisher, and they they were they were trying this and they feel better. Uh, so the athletes reported they liked the yeah, feeling. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's really interesting. So uh, yeah, because I'm because I didn't grow up really skiing much, even alpine skiing. I only put alpine skis on it like 22, mm-hmm. um, and I know a bit about. Uh, the body now and like the feet and that sort of stuff. Like I've always had, uh, I've done a lot of work on my boots to make them comfortable because uh, I feel that that ability to still like move your feet more naturally and, and, and move a little bit is, is really important too. So 
yeah, that's interesting to hear that um, they're, they're doing that with the, with the top athletes. So mm-hmm. are you going to experiment with anything like from that? Are you going to change anything or try anything different with your boots? No, I don't think so. Cause okay. It's 150, but then, um, you know, I can, I can adjust my, my, uh, tightness of the boots when I, uh, mm. I, I try to, uh, to close the bubbles and of course to to us is not uh to to us is not a, a kind of performance uh, skis so you need you don't need to go as fast as possible but you need to feel good in your boots and when i'm feeling feeling bo- good in my boots this is my my goal yes so maybe it's uh, maybe you're you were saying uh, like you said about the tightness thing, it's more yeah. that, that that these guys are not they they have a stiff boot, but they're they're not tightening it so much, yeah. so they have a little bit of okay, yeah, makes sense, yep. Because I think a lot of people do do that. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, but thanks so much for your for your time, Richard. It's been really interesting talking to you. Yeah, I hope people go and check out. Yeah, I hope people check out your your Instagram account for one which is uh richard a-m-a-c-k-e-r uh you also have some videos on on youtube um i had a look at your website but i can't <laughs> it didn't yeah. google didn't translate it so it's um it's in, uh, in french french yeah so i couldn't see that but but for the french speaking people he's got a, a website there and you can find out about richard's academy and free ski camps and um, are there any other ways people can connect? Yeah, so, so my uh, YouTube channel is uh, going to be a little bit more active from, from this year. And then uh, the website, um, I will start with a new uh, website and it will be also a platform where we can um, go and uh, and uh, by some uh, some videos uh, about tutorials uh, like uh, like uh, technical skills or or some somewhere like this and um, yeah it's coming out in uh, November. Ah, cool. So have you filmed all the the stuff for that last season? Uh, last week, actually. Oh, last week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On the glacier. So when yeah. you. Yeah, because I saw you had you were so that was when you were up when the the Swiss team was yeah, training exactly. on the glass. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, you filmed some stuff. So what can people expect in that help help with carving turns? Help. So with- we're gonna we're gonna spoke about uh, a lot of things. Uh, for the first season, I want to to try the people to understand better the the language that we are speaking to after understood all the videos and then a little bit the basis of uh, technical skis then they have all the keys to understand the videos and then we're going to speak about the uh, basic attitude the carving turns um, also the the typical fail on the on the carving turns Oh, typical mistake. Sorry, and um, and then uh, switch skiing and one slope tricks. In English or in French? 
So it's gonna be um, in French first, and then a voiceover in English. In English, yeah, cool. And and when you said uh, we, is that with a, another skier or just? Uh, no, just me. Sorry, but just the crew around this project. <laughs> the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Oh, that sounds really good. That's yeah. awesome. Um, great. Anything more you wanted to to finish up or, or tell people? No, uh, thank you very much. It was uh, it was great. It's always great to to speak with uh, with other skiers, and uh, of course, it's get uh, it's kind of crazy that uh, I'm in Switzerland, you are in Australia, and we are we have the same passion, and that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I have to say that's one thing I'm I'm sort of grateful for. COVID has has made it sort of much easier to to again even you know the world is going more and more online but i think it's pushed people even more there so so people like us it's very easy to to connect and and see there's some some similar interests and and you've got some interesting uh viewpoints and yeah so i'm glad i'm glad we got to have this conversation and hopefully we get to actually go for a ski together yeah that would be really fun that would i would love I would love to to come over Australia to ski too. Uh, I have been uh, already in uh, in New Zealand skiing in Queenstone uh, and uh, Wanaka, but never in Australia. And uh, I would love to. And hopefully, with uh, hopefully with this situation, uh, we'll get better. And uh, and uh, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, of course. Great. And of course, if you're coming in Europe, uh, you you know you uh, have some uh, some place in my in my room in my house. <laughs> Thanks very much, Richard. Thanks to you. Some of you may already know that I've been advising Carve and working with the team for some time now, and this year the team has come up with probably some of the most exciting developments to date. They've been working on representing the most fun parts of skiing in their system. They've developed three brand new metrics, progressive edging, early weight transfer, and one that measures the G-force in a turn. And that one, I have to say, I got to try it out this winter in Australia, and that is really fun. This new addition is going to be incredible for anyone who's looking to really push their skiing up a notch. Now, what's even more interesting for this year is the system now detects what terrain you're on and pulls that into your ski IQ score. This is a huge change and a great upgrade because sometimes it would only really score well if you were skiing on perfectly groomed snow. Now it's going to accommodate and adjust whether you're skiing in steeper slopes, more chopped up snow or firmer snow. So this is a very big change that I think is massive kudos to the team to keep pushing and progressing the app even further. If you're the kind of skier that is looking for a tool to help push your technique that little bit further, then you should definitely check out what Carve can do. Use the code GELLY15, that's G-E-L-L-I-E-1-5, to get 15% off for the next two weeks.